We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Every time you buy a red pepper, you're saving over years and years. Come on, that's got to be something. It's got to add up to at least 10 cents. Jeremy White. A weekly purchase of a red pepper. Yeah. You think you're saving $100 in your lifetime. Sneaky Joe DiBiase. All right, I have the bag going on the scale. It does not register one thing. Not register. There it is. Come on. There it is. Nothing. Kevin, Kevin, you've done a great service today. Thank you didn't you. hit the zero. Is there a zeroing out <laughs> button or anything? You didn't hit that by accident? On WGR Sports Radio 550. So did you uh, did you play golf yesterday? I did not. It was windy. It was very windy. It was windier than I thought. And then at, upon taking uh, the dog to the dog park and... Seeing what that ground was like, you know, you have no idea if the golf course is going to be anything similar to that. But if it was anything similar to that, it would have been a miserable, a miserable affair. Yeah, you have to kind yeah. of wear what uh, a poncho for the mud that splatters on your shirt. I, could, I would have had to wear uh, rain pants, like muck boots, muck boots. Has anyone ever worn muck boots golfing? Because it would have had question. to happen. I have muck boots because of all the cold Bills games, right? And you know, I know guys that hunt, they have muck boots. Have you, has right. anyone ever worn them golfing? I'm going with a yes. Someone has done someone it. Someone has done maybe it. Maybe someone did it yesterday. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. Uh, Sabres off a win. We'll talk about it with Paul Hamilton at 730. So if you couldn't stay up till the wee hours, the Sabres did win. They They did the thing they do where they give up a bunch of goals in a short period of time. It was 2-0 Sabres after Jost and Thompson score, and then the Ducks make it 3-2 in the span of not that long. It was two goals in a minute and yep. three goals in five minutes. Yeah. We've got yeah. Don Granado coming up at 9.30, so that's kind of a thing that, that's happening, and I'll be interested to hear what he has to say about that because, you know, he's one to not chalk up stuff like that to youth, and a lot of things right. about this team are chalked up to youth. So 9.30, they're out on the West Coast. They've got San Jose coming up next. So we've got Paul at 7.00. And Don Granado at 9.30. We've got Joe Marino of the Draft Network at 8. And um, Bob Herrick, sorry, one more thing. Big golf tournament starting today with uh, Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Invitational. Yeah. T- Tiger's back, so a little golf com- coming up at 9 o'clock. So, you know, we'll kind of we'll give you the sampler platter. Uh, you want to avoid everything other than what happened for uh, one of your teams yesterday afternoon. Yeah, it was not a good, it was not a good <laughs> performance. Yeah. They played well. Yes, Arsenal right. and Manchester City. There was just two, just colossal mistakes. 
One of them. Oh, uh, yeah, the first one especially. Colossal mistakes. It'll happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking during the game, when's the and this, this, I think, resonates a lot of people around here. The last time you were not ultimately disappointed by sports. Oh, this is good. Right? When's okay. the last time that <laughs> if you're a Bills fan or a Sabres uh-huh. fan, you have your moments where you feel good and great moments. It's not lost on me that the Patriots' perfect game and the uh-huh. Sabres, you know, they win an awesome game at home and that's five in a row and the young kids are doing So I'm not saying that it's without joy, but when was the last time that you individually mm-hmm. were not at the end of the book, or at the end of the chapter, not disappointed by what happened and for me that answer might be i i I can't even say that about to to stick with soccer for a second i don't even think i could say that about liverpool because when they won the premier league it was like a relief no it wasn't even that it was oh covid they just did it in front it stinks that this had to happen in front of nobody and there was a three-month break in the middle (laughs) that stunk because of the way it happened so the tank? That's the thing. Is, can that my, be the answer? One of my answers is the tank because the season was great. Oh, but ultimately, that was a massive disappointment. The fruits of that. The lottery, you're saying. I'm saying what came out of it. I, oh, okay. The reason that I thought we should go through that is because I thought coming out of the other side, everything would be better and they, it would work. And, of course, you right. know, they screwed that up, too. I've got to go back. The last time one of my teams won the championship was 2003. Syracuse, yeah. right? Syracuse wins yeah. the national championship, and after that, twenty years ago, <laughs> yeah, nothing. Here are the Chiefs yeah. winning their second in four years. Eagles fans that are upset, they won it a couple years ago. You know, you do have some of these franchises that jump in. The Bucks win a, a championship. The Milwaukee Bucks, wow, uh-huh. that's great. Other teams show up, and you know, every year there are four winners in the four major sports. And some of these teams, it's not unusual at all watching Arsenal and Man City yesterday, one of the guys watching Arsenal turns to a City fan and says, can you just let us have one? Can we have this league (laughs) Uh title? City wins it, what, every year? Every other year? They've won like eight in the last ten years. Yeah, Yeah. so (laughs) there's, I I think there's an experience. I would even grant this to Yankee fans, because Yankee fans don't win it nearly as much as they used to. Right. When I was in college, the Yankees won it, what, three out of four years, Mm -hmm. and it feels like the Yankees win all the time, but they really they don't. They haven't won since '09. Yeah, that, and that's a good amount of time. Yeah, so it's probably the longest they've ever gone. It, it's it's a, it's a yeah, it's a drought. Yeah, if you're a Boston fan, a your te- your teams are always good. A drought, calling anything a 14 year championship. Yeah, a, a champion, drought. not a playoff drought, <laughs> but a championship drought. Yeah, and you know here we are. We love our teams. But we do live a different life than a sports fan that every two to three to five years gets a championship, whoever I, you might be. If you go for if you go by a season, I don't know that there's going to be an answer here. If you go by a result or like one single event, then you could get here, right? Like the lottery for Darlene. Yes, like that night. That was a great night. That was a great night. I, I we went out with friends after. Like we weren't planning to. Like we got to go out. Like this is awesome. Let let's go and. That you know that's that has worked out with him, but it didn't immediately after the fact. But the build up to that for days was okay. We're focusing on this thing, and we won. Mm-hmm. So you can do that on a smaller scale, but no, I mean, I would for me Liverpool winning the Champions League was kind of that. But even that was 
Well, they have, they've had Champions League titles. They The Premier League is the thing they haven't won in 50 years. So that's what you care more about. So I'm not sure I've ever had it on a, on a the, that large a scale where just you're not disappointed at the end. And here's the Chiefs at their championship parade, and they've done it twice in four years, and they went to the Super Bowl another one of those years and lost. So life in Kansas City is five straight years of the AFC Championship game and going to parades twice in four years. Yeah. And, I, and like to, to the point on Darlene, you mentioned Darlene, and that's right. And when the Bills had the, traded for Diggs, I was ecstatic. Yeah. Woke up to the news and was over the moon. But all those little things along the way, those are just things you're happy about that you think will get you to the thing you're ultimately going to be really happy about. Okay, then I think I, I might have your answer. Because... I would say that last part of your of your last comment of it, it's going to get you to the next thing that you're going to be happy about. This season, nobody thought there's a next thing. The drought ending. Right? For the Bills, you're For saying? For the Bills. The Bills drought ending was that's what that season was right. all about. And, and nobody cared if they won a playoff that's game. That's right. Either. It did not end in disappointment. Right. They Everyone knew they were not winning the Super Bowl that season. Yeah, that's fair. So there really was no next step. And the Sabres might be able to accomplish that. If they make the playoffs this year and lose in the first round of Boston, I don't think that'll reach disappointment levels like others. That would be a, hey, they ended the drought, they made some steps. David writes in about the 2020 Bills. I was not disappointed after Kansas City and the AFC title game. I was reinvigorated, excited to move forward and see what they can do. That's probably right. But a lot of that stuff is... Oh, you were and, t- you were too close that year, though, right? I'm going to use ba- I'm going to use a bad word here. A lot of that stuff is moral victory. Yeah, right, right. And I don't disagree. You know, th- they go to the AFC Championship game, they lose, and we think, okay, we've entered a new era of Bills football. They weren't particularly close to the Chiefs that game or that year. They lost to them twice. Mm. That's the COVID year too. Um, and right before that is the Taron Johnson pick six play against Baltimore, which was. You know, an all-time great franchise moment. So, it's again, I'm, I'm not trying to be the this any sort of Debbie Downer saying, though, things are always bad. Quite the contrary. Like, I, I find lots of joy in sports in the smaller moments. And for me, we got in this conversation because of Arsenal Man City. There's more season left. And they're tied. So it's not over. But I did, of course, just have that feeling of, man, disappointment. It, it, it does exist greatly in my sports life. Yeah. We've got that one open where I say every, my entire sports life sucks. That's not true anymore. Yeah. But for a while it was. We've been through some, you know, we've been through some pretty dark times. I don't think I could go with 2020 Bills because they were they were just too close. They were one game from the Super Bowl. Like it could have happened, right? It it could have happened. They would have needed some turnover luck like crazy in that Chief game because they clearly got outplayed. But it, it they were right there. So I, I that would not be my answer to it. Is in the O five O six Sabers you can't say that about right? I almost even started down that path because if we're just going by that's, that's heartbreak, not disappointment. They were so in, yeah injured that you're not upset with them. You feel cursed, maybe. Right. And does feeling like they should have won it all affect that at all too? I do think so. Compare last year's Bills to this year's Bills. Thirteen seconds, we walk away feeling they should have won. This year we walk away questioning a lot of things. Right. Even though that might be an overreaction to the season, it's, wow, well, okay, you took a step back in terms of how good you looked, how far you should have made it. I mean, it was the same round. It was the divisional round. Two years in a row going out in the divisional round. 
after a couple years ago going to the AFC Championship game, winning two playoff games. So anyway, that on, on disappointment, I did have that thought but yesterday. Like, Arsenal did not lose the, the title no, yesterday, by the way. a game. Right. And I just walked home thinking, man, someday, someday I'll stop feeling so much disappointment. So anyway. What are their odds to win now, have you looked? They're definitely underdogs, but not by a lot. I mean, they're, okay. t- they're tied with a game in hand. And they have another game to play against. And they play City again, yeah. Okay. It happens. Yeah, right now City is minus 200, Arsenal plus 175. So you're, you're, you're not dead. No, not at all. By any means. The Bills did make a move. They hired a coach. A quick thing on the Bills here. So Adam Henry is their new wide receivers coach. He'll be hired as the new wide receivers coach. He has worked for five NFL teams and was most recently the co-offensive coordinator and receivers coach with Indiana. Is it weird that I instantly wanted to pull up Indiana highlights and see what kind of offense they run? Like, are they? No, nope, I like that. Are they? Are they? And what are they? Did you look? Not yet. Okay. Are they bringing in some sort of offensive mind to add to the mix? To you know, he's worked for a bunch of teams. Uh huh. So that, that's one part of it. Then the other part is this was Ian Rappaport connecting this right away that. He also was the coach at LSU when Odell Beckham Jr. was there, and the two of them are very close. He coached him in the NFL in two different spots as well. Right, the Giants and the Browns. So LSU, Giants, and Browns, three different spots he's been with Odell Beckham. Yes. So that can't be a coincidence. Like, yeah. Well, could it? Could they be close because they were in the same spots? Or is it he went to the Giants and went to the Browns because Odell Beckham was there? It's a good question. He would have gone from the Giants... Or, I'm sorry, from LSU to the Giants, what, right away? The Giants aren't exactly bringing Niner, in... Niners in between for one year. Okay, so the Giants are not bringing in his coach as a favor right when they draft him. He goes to the Niners, then he jumps on the Giants, and, I don't know, is Beckham vouching for him? Is that part of the way that he gets the job? If your number one receiver is vouching for a receiver coach, you probably take that seriously. You might. It, was his, it was his third year in the league. And remember, his third year in the league, how much clout could he have had? He was... Setting records for like the most receiving yards to start a career. Yeah, Beckham was on a Hall of Fame track when he started. Yeah, he had 20, 2,700 yards and fifteen and twenty five touchdowns in his first two years. So, yeah, if he if he goes to the Giants and says, "Hey, we need a receivers coach. This guy's available. He's good. I know him." Don't they just go, "Okay, sure"? And then when he goes to the Browns, he follows him to Cleveland. Yes. So should that be read in as speculation that the Bills are? close still on Odell Beckham Jr.? I think yes. I think yes. I've been thinking about him still a little bit since the season ended. I don't I don't buy that Beckham would have been here on a visit if they were if he was if they were about to agree on a one year deal. Just to the end of the season. I, I think it feels right to me that they would have had some preconceived notion of what a contract would look like, and everything said Beckham was looking for a multi-year deal, the Michael Gallup contract, which was five years, maybe he wasn't looking for five, but the money-wise, and that he wouldn't have been visiting with the Bills had there not been some understanding that they would have taken that idea seriously, that they would have thought or that we can do this on a multi-year deal with him. So I don't know how they have it figured out, I feel like Bean might have had it figured out in November how he could fit a multi-year Odell Beckham contract on the cap. And if that's the case, what's changed for the team? Are they not still in a Super Bowl window? They still need a wide receiver. Yep. 
Von Miller still wants him. The team still, the, a lot of the players still want him. I, I don't really see what's changed since November, if the contract point is right. The only thing that has changed and has changed drastically is the number of receivers the Bills can add. In November, the answer to that was, I would say one, but then they added Cole Beasley and John Brown. So one maybe, that would have made a significant difference, though. One. Yeah. Beckham. And now we get to an offseason, there are 100 whether it's free agency or trade or the draft. You've got tons of options at receiver. Yep. The, the Bills will be adding something there. They could add two pieces. So the Beckham idea, I know you've been on the Beckham idea for the whole time. I was on it big time in October and yep. November. And I almost want to ask, did the did the Hamlin thing, Is it would it be crazy to think the Bills would have always had this idea for Beckham, who right up to the Super Bowl could have signed with anybody? Right, he could have he could have signed with the Chiefs. Right, yeah. There was actually a report that week when Tony was hurt and Smith Schuster was hurt and Hardman was hurt. There was a report that Chiefs reportedly not not targeting Odell Beckham for the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it was out there if they if they did want it. He's just a free agent. Yeah. Is it at all possible that when the Hamlin stuff happened, the Bills thought we don't want to bring anybody from the outside? Like this group is too close, and to bring somebody. Again, it could have been that he wasn't ready. could have been that he wasn't healthy enough. He could have got to a point where he just thought, we might as well just take this till March so I don't take any unnecessary risk on the knee. Yep. Could have also been that the thing about him getting kicked off an airplane was coming out and the Bills thought, let's let let that die down because that was not a good look for him. Whatever. Yeah. There could have been a lot of things that, that submarined it. Could have just been that they decided not to do it. I do... Where would he? So there are more options. Is he not still near the top of the list, though, for impact right away to help me win a Super Bowl next year? Isn't he near the top of the list for the free agents at receiver? He's near the top of the list. Yeah, like Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby Myers, Paris Campbell, yeah, Alan Lazard. We're like, talking healthy Beckham. He's the best of the bunch. Yeah, and he's going to carry more risk than those guys because of the knee injury. Yeah, but right, the upside and it. If if he stays healthy, he's the best name. And unless you strike gold on a rookie in the first round, and he's just unbelievable at the start, and that could happen too. I I, I might think that I can get production out of a rookie on the same level I can get it out of Beckham. He's not going to be your number one. He's going to be a piece of what goes in. I'm I'm not nearly as interested in it as I was in October or November. If if the Bills do think that this is a thing they're going to move forward on which they certainly have the spots at their receiver in their receiver room where they, you'd want to add this does not touch my conversation or my desire for a first round receiver they signed Beckham they announced it today okay great draft a receiver in the first round your receivers would still be old and, and Diggs is getting older yeah Beckham would be older and you know, broken a couple times, hoping to come back and resurrect his career. He's not going to be on a prove it deal either. You're, you're thinking his money is going to be multiple years? I don't think so. He, the, at least all the reporting was that way. And I could see from his standpoint, he's 30 years old, that at this point, does he feel like he proved it in LA? Does he have to prove it again after the knee? He like some, A lot of teams might think he has to. I, yes. But. I don't know. If he was looking for the Gallup contract and three teams had him in on a visit, I think I think there were teams that were ready to give him that contract, which that might be his way of getting the security of more than one year, not having to prove it is, hey, I'll eat some on the money. Because the Michael Gallup contract is not 
it's not one of these monster receiver deals near touching thirty million dollars. It's it's like twelve million dollars a year, and I, if, if Beckham's in that frame of mind of, hey, I'll take a lower cap number if it means I can get some security. I don't want to go team to team anymore. I don't want to go. I went to the Browns and to the Rams and then back and forth, and then I did the free agent hunt last year. I just want to be in one place and focus on that one location for for a few years' time and not think about it. And not do this again next year. So, especially from his standpoint, with the knee being a concern, that would he be willing to take a lower number that, be, to get two or three years? I can see that happening, given that that's what the Gallup contract is, and that's the only thing we've really heard about the money he wants. And should the Bills be open to that? If it's $12, $13 million, I don't think that's... That is your one move, right? That would be your one move of free agency. That means no Edmonds, and instead you're spending it on Beckham, which I'm not. I'm not totally against. That does not sound at all like the build of the Buffalo Bills. It doesn't, right? To give up on to let walk out the door a young centerpiece linebacker to take a chance on a receiver that is thirty. Yeah. And commit multiple that doesn't sound like the Bills at all to me. Yesterday though, we talked about like identity and shifting identity. Would that not be that? Would that be is that is that too far in one direction? Is that on the on the scale swinging it way too far to to the left to go to offense versus defense of Edmonds to Beckham? It would be a very big cuz to me it's yes, it's I- defendable and it would be a signal of hey, we know we know what our problems were last year. We know what we've invested in defense, and we need to start swinging that back the other direction. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. I don't think it's a good idea when you phrase it that when we frame it that way as choosing between Beckham and Edmonds. I think Edmonds wins a hundred times out of a hundred. I don't know why I have to make it about those two, but like you said, if the Bills are so cap strapped, they have to make well. If there's one big signing and they have to make a decision on the signing, I'm good with them switching back their identity to more of an offensive build where they put all of their draft assets into it after they resign Tremaine. Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe they would have signed him to a multi-year contract in November? I, if, do. I, I do. If he was healthy, yes, I do. And if they did that, are they signing Edmonds? Depends on the how the Beckham deal looks. You know, you've got a good framework for it there, the good comparison, like the Gallup deal. That's a, that's a great question. Back did, with, right, did Bean but, have it away in his mind? I can do this deal now and still sign Tremaine. But there's a, there's still to me a major difference between November and now. November, it was the only thing you could do. Yes, it would have been multi-year, but it would have been a way yeah. to try and save a full year of your Super Bowl window this last year. Like, okay, uh-huh. we're going to do it. It's going to be multiple years. He's going to be on the team, but we're doing it now. This is a little bit like the Jacob Chikrin trade for the Sabres, if they're to make that trade. Yep. Only a certain number of guys are available right now. He can help us right now. And, yes, sure, we also want him in the future, but part of it has to be about now. The difference was with Beckham. He's older. It would be more of a more of a now gamble, of course. You'd have even less of the future to sell. I just think there's so many better ideas. Than there are than, than Beckham right now, the the money on this real quick before the break. Yeah. If you if you think they would have paid him, is he getting more or less right now than he was in November? Because he's probably getting more. Are you sure? 
My first thought on that is there's more teams in the market. That's right. And but his aren't, knee aren't, has... Aren't all those teams going to say, yeah, there's more of us in the market, but there are a lot more receivers that we can... Okay, also, th- that evens out. Yeah. In, in November, it would have been desperation for one of these teams. Sure. Dallas, Buffalo, Kansas City, and now Baltimore it's... Baltimore was reportedly, Baltimore, yeah. And now it's just all those teams might look at it and say, sure, might still be interested, but I've got a thousand other avenues I could do. Right. All this, but the con- the one I I think that's the right point. The the biggest difference is not having last year and going for the Super Bowl. But to go back to if they had given him that deal in November, the one thing that remains the same would be the consequences of if you had done it financially. You would have been having to say goodbye to somebody, right? They were willing to pick Beckham at one point over someone else, and you're right. Maybe now they would not be willing to do that. Because at that point in time, hey, because we can take this extra run at the Super Bowl, we'll be willing to yep. make it harder on ourselves to sign Jordan Poyer. Or harder to do something at defensive tackle, at Oliver's extension or whatnot. But now, do we think it's worth it? I could see how they're, it's different there. That What would have been the same, though, is their consequences of signing him in November financially to a multi-year deal would be the same now. It just is up to them now to decide if it's still worth it. 803-0550 if you want to you know, throw a thought our way on this. A lot on Beckham. Just from the Bills signing or hiring a receivers coach. Right. This is how like far we go in on the Bills now. When you're this close, you're this far up the, you know, up the depth chart from or power rankings, whatever. A wide receiver coach move, and it fuels speculation about what they're going to do with the position. So... And we have to okay. watch Indiana uh, highlights. Yes, yes. Let me pull up the Indiana <laughs> offense to see if, what they ran. What if it's all wildcat? <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Yeah. 8030550. It's Jeremy and Joe here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Skinner up top for Darlene. Thompson scores! Tage Thompson unleashes the TNT from his house there at the left circle, and the Sabres take a 2-0 lead. 98.6 miles per hour. Some sort of body temperature joke in there, right? 98.6. Firth moments of the game brought to you by Firth for the moments in life. Go forth to Firth. I'm loving the shot tracker. Like the shot clock, the the clocking how fast his shots are. Yeah. There was 101 earlier in the year. Did you watch watch the condensed version or the highlights on YouTube after the fact? Yes. Which feed was it? Was it MSG or was it the Ducks? Uh, Ducks. Did you notice... The trail on the puck? Yes. What is that? California. That's no good, right? It's California. Is that the answer? Is that they're trying to they're trying to make it more fun or they're trying to make it look like a video game? Well And what I mean is like there's a there's a like a, a cartoon I mean cartoon, but kind of. It's an animated trail that goes off the puck like it's a comet wherever wherever it goes, whether it's passed or there's a shot. It's kind of like the glowing puck with yeah. Fox back in the day. Yeah. Which was what? Horrible? See, I didn't I don't remember watching it live. I've it, seen it since and I, it looks horrible I to me. I always thought the glowing puck was uh its heart was in the right place, but the execution just didn't do the job. But yeah, the this one is a little bit of a glowing puck that I actually think is fine. It, yeah. It's not, I feel like I, I've not wa- I was only in highlights, so I've not watched it fully. It I feel like it would drive me crazy. Yeah. The fox glowing puck was colored. It was like red, and when they would, it might have been blue when they shot it over a mile per hour. It would go to <laughs> it would go to red. I'm watching the glowing puck right now. See, the the difference might be the glowing puck was ridiculous. It was, it was a lot of glow. There was so much. This is just a little bit. This is a very, very small puck trail is how I'd, what I would call it. And, okay, and there's the Thompson shot that's red. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think – I know, I know we're not supposed to like that in hockey. This is a – it's definitely – I wouldn't call it subtle, but it's tamer than the Fox glowing puck. I feel bad almost for comparing it to the Fox glowing puck. Yeah, the yeah. The Fox glowing puck is just out of control with the red and the blue. It's just – I'll t- I don't know. I'll tweet some video out of this because. We'll you, s- you know, are you a fan of in golf when they have like the uh, shot tracker? Shot tracker, it's yes, incredible, right? absolutely incredible. Need it, need it for a. Otherwise, you're just you wait- have no idea where the ball's no. going. Yeah, you're waiting for a, a ball to land somewhere. In fact, at the waste management, they also had it. Did you see what they had on the 16th hole? I'm not sure if they had it on every hole, but the 16th was one where they they had it. They had an overhead, I guess, um, image of the green. And when the ball would be struck, there'd be a big circle on the green where its projected landing area was. Oh. And the circle would get smaller and smaller and smaller until the ball hit that spot on the green. 
So when it's in the air, oh, that's cool. Actually, yes. I like so that. So let's say you know there's a guy, there's a guy on the tee box. Who is it? It's Justin Thomas, and he swings and hits a ball. You'd see like, ooh, that looks like it's kind of near the flag. The announcer would say something like, ooh, he likes this one, and smaller, 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 hits the green five feet past the flag. You can see it both on the green and on this digital version, yeah. like a video game. I thought that was a very good addition. Okay. All right, so maybe I should be open to this. Yeah, I'll tweet out the video of this to see what people say about this version of glowing puck. Do you like it? Do you want to see this? Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. And you're right. It is not on every single highlight. And right, it was, so maybe they were like, was it just on power plays maybe? That might be right. They just do it on power plays? I think that might be right because the puck is getting whipped around. I'm only thinking that because I know that the Thompson goal, I think it was, the, that was happening. The Thompson goal... It was, yeah, the Thompson goal, it went to red when he took his shot and scored his goal. Oh, I don't remember it going to red. It went to red, yeah. Okay. 803-0550, Jeremy and Joe, good morning. We're, we're talking about a number of things, including apparently glowing puck, which we got a little dose of last night. Brad and Lackawanna. Brad, good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, Joe, man, you've been doing a great job. You deserve your position. Also... I just wanted to say, I'm not exactly sure how the salary cap rules work, but um, didn't the Chiefs sign Patrick Mahomes to a 10-year, $50 million contract? And if so, couldn't we use them same principles for our real young players like Tremaine Edmonds and Ed Oliver and give them like really long extensions and then backload their contracts so that way we can afford the people that we need to bring in to make a run? That's a good question. I... Wonder if that is a thing they're thinking about with Tremaine Edmonds. And that, I mean, they have work to do just to get under the cap, though, right? They're $18 million over the cap right now. And that is without any of their rookies, and that's without Edmonds being signed. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I would, how, how, we talk about Edmonds getting, what, 16 to $18 million a year on a contract, but does that mean his cap hit this year would be 16? I feel like it would be lower the way they usually do contracts. Yeah. I was looking at this because when we were going through yesterday, the salary of running backs to have won the Super Bowl, like leading yep. rushers, and the highest salary was $2 million. I was going through to see what rookie draft picks would be making. And your cap hit and your average salary are not the same. Right. Yeah. Your, your signing bonus gets spread out over the course of whatever. So Milano, for comparison, Milano signed a deal that paid him ten point. Three seven five million annually. That that was the average ten point three, and his cap hit in his first two years was seven million and then four million, and the last two years it's thirteen. So this year it'll be thirteen, but it went seven then four. So if Edmonds gets a sixteen million dollar contract, does that mean his cap hit could be like nine in year one, before growing to like eighteen nineteen million in year three? That might that might be how a deal like that actually gets structured, which would mean, I mean, to go back to the Beckham point, like if we're signing Beckham to a, a two or three year deal, it would be, it wouldn't be like oh I need seventeen million for Edmonds and twelve million for Beckham, right? Because by the time you, you might think Edmonds cap hit balloons a little bit, Beckham's not going to be on the team anymore. Yeah, most deals or whoever are, they would sign doesn't have to be. Beckham. Most deals are done like that, and that means you just push your payments into the future, and you're not in cap jail this year. You end up in cap jail maybe next year or the year after or the year after. Are, and are we plant? Are they eventually going to get into cap jail? They probably are in it now. I would say it's only jail when you're bad. If you're good, it's just you right. have 
players you have to pay. You know, who's in cap jail? Well, the Saints are in cap jail, and they are all the time. Or you're in cap jail. You could be good and be in cap jail if you've got if you have to get rid of somebody, right? Yeah. Or or you have limited movement. You'd like to make a move, but you just don't have any way to do it because of the cap. That said, everybody restructures everything. Josh is going to restructure. Going to save the Bills what twenty million this year? Yeah. And there are a number of restructure candidates, including Naheem Hines. They could just cut Naheem Hines too and save five million, or they could restructure him. So. Yeah. You know, the, the point about – you brought up Mahomes' contract. That's the other thing. These these quarterback contracts, it's especially in the case of, I think, a Mahomes or an Allen, the idea of the restructure is attractive because you know this guy's your quarterback forever. The cap becomes a problem when you restructure or you push money and then you cut that player because you're mad at him, you don't like him, you think he's terrible, you – you know, you, you sign Aaron Rodgers to a big monster contract, and one year later you want to trade him. Then it's a problem because right. the guys that get paid early and it's not on the books for that year on the salary cap, you've got to pay it down the line. If you know the player in question is going to be with you for a long time, in the case of Mahomes or Allen, you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing because when you ultimately have to pay that, the, the day Josh Allen's not on the bills, imagine yeah. imagine there being some sort of dead cap hit down the line at that date. You'd say, huh, whatever, who cares? Right. It's like, over anyway. It's, it's been 15 years. Yeah. You know? Not to say you can push it all 15 years from now, but there's a constant drumbeat of just like pushing and restructuring every chance and you And giving get. him extensions Ex- that can do the same and, thing. And void years. And Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that they, they kind of fudge it. Do they have a guy for that? A capologist? No, no. It, well, <laughs> I'm sure they have a capologist. Yeah, yeah. Is there a guy on the team right now that is extension worthy that would lower their cap at? That's a good question. Like, they did that last year with Diggs. Yep. Right? Yep. And they did that a couple years ago with Tredavious White. Is there a guy right now? Well, he was off a rookie deal. Is there a guy they could give an extra two years to on his deal that makes sense for that? Like, would they do that with Hyde? Or is he too old for that? I, I don't, it's a good question. Because other than that, I'm th- trying to think if there's a candidate like that that would save cap, and I don't know that there's another name. Do they have their own age cutoffs that they think about. I mean, Miller, they signed, he's old, you know, by NFL defensive end standards, and Diggs is on the down, not downside, but whatever, in the in the the, the evening, prime time of his career. 803-0550. Thanks, Brad, for the phone call. one 888 I tweeted out the link. If you want to check out that Fox glowing puck they had in Anaheim last night, yeah. what you think of it? You can click the link and watch. I, I think I like it for the power plays. It's not that bad. When Thompson... Smokes a shot and it goes red and it goes through the goalie. I don't think it's that bad. And you're right, it's not it's not as bad as Fox tracks. It's not nearly as bad as Fox. Yep. All right, we'll get a break in. More of your phone calls on the other side. Paul Hamilton at 7.30 to help give us a recap of last night's game in Anaheim that the Sabres won. So uh, stay tuned here on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, good morning. Going to get chilly tonight. Maybe uh, a little bit of snow. Snow tomorrow. Ooh, some, don't say that. Yeah, you know, happens. Jeremy White, Joe DiBiase, Sneaky Joe. Very quick uh, programming note, not on this station. I just mentioned in the break to Joe something, and we have it in common. I watched the first 13 minutes of Full Swing, episode one, Good. which is the Netflix show about golf. If you have, uh, you know, been following sports shows, Joe, I'm going to call it a golden age of sports content right now. Yes. Maybe not on this show, <laughs> but else, <laughs> elsewhere. You know, I love the Manning cast. I can't rave enough about it because you get to see personality out of these guys. Drive to Survive made F1 fans around the country. People started following these guys and knowing who they were. And it was announced that the PGA Tour was going to have one of these shows. It's called Full Swing, and it is out. You can watch it now on Schmetflix. So last night I watched the first 13 minutes. I know what you're thinking. Why would you only watch 13 minutes? Well, I I, I went to bed. I was going to get up early and watch you know, the condensed version of the Sabres game, so I went to bed. But 13 minutes in, it's fantastic. It's the, amazing. The access and the personality-driven angle yep. of all of these sports, everything, everything you watch, if you like sports, has any of these shows not been good? Drive to Survive is incredible. Yep. Uh, this one is... I'm Full th- swing is going to be... 13 really good. minutes, I think it's incredible. Um... Everyone loves Hard Knocks, right? People love and Welcome to Wrexham, which Welcome is to Wrexham's amazing. basically reality-based versions of inside, get inside the ropes, level access of all your favorite sports. Everyone loves Arsenal All or Nothing. All or Nothing is great. It's been great when it's, but it's the last one with Arsenal. It was great was the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. You, 20, hard, knock, hard Knocks is almost limited in the amount of access they give. Yes, and it is. people still like it. 24-7 was very popular for the NHL, for the Winter Classic. That was great. Yep. All these shows are so good, and I saw a golf writer reviewing all uh, the full swing, which, again, has dropped. And the golf writer said, you know, I've seen the whole thing. It's not amazing. It's not bad. It's okay. It's just okay. And upon watching it, I think that that might be the view of someone that sees these guys all the time to yeah, begin with. Right. We don't ever... No, hear, we don't. They don't even talk. Right. I mean, there are press conferences where they're... But, to see Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, who have been friends since they were kids, yeah. playing together and betting on the side and their competition, just friendly Tuesday rounds versus playing in a major against each other, it is very, very cool. Yeah. I'm through the, halfway through the second episode, and I, also, the thing that's going to be great about this documentary, they are not hiding from the live stuff. Good, which is good because it's a huge story in the in the sport last year. Like I want to see what Rory's reactions are behind the scenes. I'm not at a point yet where that's happening. There's a clip that includes Josh Allen. Have you seen that? No. So there's there's a Josh Allen. He's not in it, but he's mentioned. And if I got this right, I watched it, so I hope I I recall this exactly right. There, Rory and a couple of the guys are maybe in the training room getting massages, getting stretched. Yeah. And they're talking about a bunch of different stuff, and they talk about Josh Allen. And Rory says something effective. Yeah, but he likes Phil. 
And then they start going in on Phil, and wow. Rory flat out yells, bleep you, Phil, to the room. So, okay. the, yeah, you're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. On Liv and the PGA Tour, I mean, I know Liv had its first infant year and had their events, and they're trying to sell these team events. I would say, if you're looking at it right now, the PGA Tour is winning. Yeah. And all that money spent on all those guys, there's a report now that Kepka might come back. Right. Or try to come back. And... These events, all the guys that went over there, I don't miss any of them. I really don't. I watch golf. I watch yeah. PGA Tour. I watch these big events that they have, whether it's the Waste Management or the Players' Championship coming up soon. Yeah. Like I just don't miss Brooks Kepka. If he wants to come back, fine. But right. I'm not tuning in to the CW to see Brooks Kepka win no, me, no, no. A, a, a team sporting event. Yeah, no. Do, do I miss them is is interesting. I don't miss them. Because I, I don't think I have, but all the villains are over there, right? Pretty like, mu- all the jerks, or per- the guys that you would are perceived as jerks. I would say pretty much that's accurate, and yes. I, could, I could use villains back in the PGA. In fact, it might actually help that if they end up going to live and then coming back, that they would be that. DeShambo was becoming that. Or maybe he always was. So, that element... You know, I miss Phil being like a lovable character, but that clearly is not the case anymore. So I think that's right, though. The quality of the sport has not taken a hit in the PGA Tour at all, right? Like they've lost, they've lost how many? Twenty, 20. of the top hundred guys. Yep. So they've lost twenty percent of their field. But I, I feel like you don't really notice when you're watching. It's maybe the nature of the sport too, where when I'm watching on TV, how do I notice it? Because they're only showing me the good shots anyway, or they're showing me the contenders. Yep. I'm never seeing the bad golf. It'd be different if it was another sport like football, where if there was a Saudi players. football tour that that took Derek Carr and you know Kirk Cousins and 20% of the quarterbacks away. Right. I'd notice because I'm watching the replacements. I'm, all, not, all, right, all I'm sudden, not seeing the replacement for DeChambeau and Kepka. The rival NFL league takes... Justin Fields and the Bears are rolling out Nathan Peterman. I'd notice. You might know right. You might notice <laughs> right. that. Yeah, but that's, golf that's, you don't. That's probably right. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. And full swing is great. So highest recommendation, and that's off of 13 minutes. How many other things could you recommend in 13 minutes? You know, <laughs> uh, I've only seen 13 minutes of The Godfather. I'm telling you, it's great. You got to watch it. Yep. A restaurant. Yeah. No, maybe not. How how quickly are you getting your your entree? <laughs> it's been so quick. You, you can't food. recommend a restaurant just on the bread. Oh, I sure can. Yeah, I was just uh, I was what? just <laughs> as before. You, you were just gonna say before it? the words came out of your mouth. I was gonna say if I get bread early, I'm, I might have a positive review. Well, if it's good bread, yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's a restaurant I'm thinking in my mind right now actually where I would have I would have recommended just on the bread. Okay, you have a restaurant that gives you bad bread. Um. No, but you have the pedestrian bread. Pedestrian, pedestrian bread. Pedestrian bread. Everybody hates pedestrian bread. The yes. bad bread is the ones that when you put try to put the butter on it and it just basically just falls apart in your hand. Yeah. That's the bad bread. Don't want bad bread. No. No bad bread. 803-0550. When we get back, do you want to complain about the Chiefs a little bit? Oh, I'd love to. Let's do this. complain about the Chiefs and their nonsense. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.